0: Last night's national championship taught us something crucial about our own conference. Really crucial. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked on Big 12 your first listen every single day. And today, more than most, I feel more. than You know what? That's exactly where I'm going to start. Can I start there? Can I start there? I feel better today about the Big 12 than I maybe have ever. Now, it's, it's not because Texas and Oklahoma are gone. It's not, I'm not going to come in and make the case that the Big 12 is overall better because those two, oh, no. well, now we have a much better shot at winning national championships. We're much bigger of a – we have a much better angle at becoming a power conference. I'm not going to say that, but I am going to say with the creation of the 12-team playoff and what we've seen, the trends we've seen from this conference in the college football playoff era, the Big 12 can compete for national championships. And there's somebody out there going, oh, that's stupid. That's silly. You yourself me, myself. I said a couple of days ago that I think there are about 12 teams in college football that make up the elite, and they're the only ones that can win it all. But what we've seen the last few years is the Big 12 can at least compete for national championships more so than the ACC even, more so than the Dead Pack 12, and well, because they don't exist anymore, and right on par with some Big Ten teams. What's the best conference in college football? Three, two, one. we all say it together, it's the SEC. We can't really argue that. Over the course of the last 15 years, they are the conference that won national championships that is the league to beat period i can't argue that the sec is the best the big 12 has never claimed to be the best are we better than the sec in some categories i think so but the sec is number one guess what we didn't see in this year's national championship game an sec team that's right we saw two big 10 teams or one team for the Pac 12 another team for the big 10 what did that show me especially with washington being there we can be there too I want to take you back as, as we look at a 12-team playoff and what that's going to do here. I want to take you back to TCU in 2014, to Baylor in 2014. I want to take you back to some high-flying, fun West Virginia teams or Oklahoma State teams to a Utah squad that, given the right matchups in a 12-team playoff, could have vied for a national championship. Or in the future, an Arizona team that with a 12-team playoff could certainly get the right matchup and make, it a deep, make a deep run. Now, runs are going to exist, the good kind, in the college football playoff era. I, I after watching last night, I am confident the Big 12 can compete at the top of college football. Last year, TCU went and beat a Michigan team that won the national championship this season. I saw a lot of TCU people tweeting out there. Oh, TCU would blow out Washington or beat Washington and Michigan this year. TCU would have won a national championship with Max Duggan. I don't know if that's exactly correct. I can't make that case today, but I can say TCU winning a college football playoff game going to the national championship and then Washington doing the same thing this year proves that the big 12 is not in a bad spot. Washington reminds me a lot of a big 12 team. Honestly, can I I be frank with you here? Clemson reminds me a lot of a big 12 team. And I'm not going to turn this into an expansion conversation, but I am going to turn it into look where these programs were 15 years ago from 2000 to 2015. Washington sucked. They went 0-12 at one point. A couple of years ago, they went 4-8 and before bringing in Kalen DeBoer. How about Clemson? Between winning a national championship with, like, I think it was Danny Ford wins a national championship there, and then you fast forward to the Dabo Sweeney era, and it takes Dabo Sweeney a while to get them to national championship caliber. Before that, nobody really cared about Clemson. The Big 12's got a lot of Clemsons. The Big 12's got a lot of Washingtons. BYU won a national championship. Colorado won a national championship. Yeah, so we look at the, we look at the Washington team and say, yeah, they won a championship in the 90s. Clemson have won a championship in the 90s, and then they were pretty much dormant and now have refound this historic brand of football and are winning at a top level. Washington's doing that. Clemson is doing that. And not only are they doing it, but they're doing it with maybe a bad season thrown in there too. Washington going four and eight. That's proof. TCU just did it with the first year head coach. That is proof to me that when we have a conversation about the Big Ten, the SEC, and everybody else, it's not really everybody else. Washington, if they were representing the Pac-12, they just went to they went to a national championship game. And guess what? They played a Pac-12 schedule. They were a Pac-12 team. They didn't recruit this year's team with the Big Twelve or with the with the the Big Ten logo on their jersey. They were in essence a Pac-12 team, and the Big Twelve. Right up there with the Pac-12. I mean, Utah, this Utah team that's in the Big 12. Now that's won the Pac-12 the last two years. Utah at its peak has been college football national championship or national title competitive at the very least. That says a lot. Because as we see a Washington team that goes toe-to-toe with Michigan for some portion of this game. Michigan led. They, you could say they dominated in the very end. They did. I mean, they they, they, they won it going away. But it looked like for a spell, Michigan gave Washington a ton of chances to get back into the ball game. And a Washington team that reminded me a lot of what the Big 12 gives you. TCU went to the national championship. Kansas State's a team that's played at the top of this league. Iowa State's been good. Oh, yeah, you just can't name me a Big 12 team where well, I could go to the FCC. I could tell you, look, Mississippi State will probably never go to the college football playoff. Like in my lifetime, I don't see Mississippi State going to the Elite Eight, if that's what we're going to call it. However, I, 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 could, I could see Cincinnati doing that because they just did it. I, and they competed with Alabama at the very least. I, I could see I could see Iowa State doing that. I mean, they won 10 games a couple of years ago, right? 10, something like that. I could see Baylor doing that. They won a Sugar Bowl. And they went three and nine. I could certainly see Texas Tech doing that the way they're recruiting with Joey McGuire. And recruiting is a massive part of this. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm unpacking? I could see BYU doing it. They had Zach Wilson. A top five draft pick, a guy who was at the top of college football for a season, and they won double-digit games. I don't, like Mississippi State in the good years, you don't see a whole lot of that. I don't know if they're going to the 12-team playoff. There, are, there are a couple of those brands in the SEC. Where you say, I don't know if I'll ever see, I don't know if i Arkansas or Vanderbilt, but a lot of these Big Twelve teams over the last. Listen, listen. This, this is maybe the entire thesis with why I think what we've seen over the course of of the college football playoffs, four team tenure that the Big Twelve can compete with the twelve team in a very in a very strong, real way. What I'm saying here, the thesis here, every team in the Big Twelve has at least been close. Has at least been close. Could make a case over the last decade, over the 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 the, the length of the four team playoff, that they would have gotten in to a twelve team format. And the ones who may not be able to make that case, maybe Arizona State doesn't have a good year. They're on a, at least an upward trajectory. It might not apply to truly apply to every team in this conference, but I think it might just. And not only, not only can the Big 12 get there with three teams, you heard that case yesterday, maybe four, I think the Big 12 can win there. You saw it with TCU, and you saw it with the Washington team, who reminds me a lot of a Big 12 team. They just played in the Pac-12, which I think was worse than the Big 12. And then a Michigan team, it's not an SEC team. They're a Big 10 team. So we've learned the SEC isn't the end-all, be-all king every year. We've learned that teams from the smaller conferences, a la a Washington and the Pac-12, a TCU and the Big 12, a Cincinnati even, can get to the Final Four, can be in the college football playoff and make some noise. And we've learned that we're expanding to 12 teams. Nothing's going to change that. So with the format being larger, the Big 12 having more opportunities, I walked away from last night's game thinking, huh, now we get a shot. Because used to... We got left out. What happens in 2014 if there's a 12-team playoff? What happens with Baylor and TCU that year? What happens if there's a playoff and Oklahoma State gets in with Brandon Whedon at quarterback? What happens then? Some of these Geno Smith quarterbacked West Virginia teams. What happens? 2017 UCF. I don't know. What if Cincinnati gets the right matchup? What if Utah gets the right matchup? That's a real thing that we don't have to ask that question for anymore. We're going to get to see it. If that doesn't make you excited about the future of this league, you're not a fan of the Big 12. You might be in that 10% of Utah fans that just stink. The rest of you are cool, though. Coming up, how about this? There is very little wrong with bowl season. In my mind, there's very little wrong with bowl season and its structure. This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Right now, it is time to get your J's case. I know we keep things light on this show, but I want to bring up a, a, not a not a heavy topic necessarily, but one that can help you or a loved one and even maybe save your life. I know we're coming here for sports, but according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in decades. This is scary. I can't imagine losing or, or having a significant other who is sick and not having like a supply chain issue being the reason I can't get the medicine. The J's case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat the long list to bacterial illnesses including utis respiratory infections sinuses skin infections among others this stuff could happen to any of us visit jacemedical.com complete your physician encounter it'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost save money it's never been more important to be prepared than it is right now go to jacemedical.com use code locked on to get 20 dollars off your order jacemedical.com use code locked on Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I don't think there is anything monumental wrong about the current bowl structure, and I'm going to use the Big 12 as an example. That's not clickbait. What I do think is clickbait are the majority SEC fans, majority Big Ten fans that are crying about the way that bowl games are played. Yeah, well, everybody opts out. Nobody takes it seriously. Nobody cares. The people that are saying that are the ones, are the ones who, who didn't try. And, and I, I get why there are some schools that are in that boat, like at A&M, sure, whatever, your players aren't going to play. And I, I guess their fans are upset with that. But you have a lot of money. And a lot of prowess. You claim to have a lot of sway in college football. And I'm supposed to bow to you because your players don't want to play. Because guess what, buddy? In the current bowl format, the Big 12 was almost unaffected. I watched every Big 12 bowl game this year from Texas Tech dominating Cal to Kansas in a wild penalty ridden shootout beating UNLV to Oklahoma State controlling Texas A&M and then taking the gas off out of pity late in the game. West Virginia smacking North Carolina, Arizona over Oklahoma, and the list goes on. And guess what? Every one of those games has in common. The Big 12 did not have a lot of bowl opt outs. We didn't give up. We didn't say, you know what? These bowls don't matter. We used the bowl games for what they're meant for and actually played them. And I don't think that we have to alter the structure of bowls because the big bad SEC teams don't want to be here. Guess what? If you didn't make the college football playoff, you have a bowl game to lean on to be able to practice and give your team more reps, your young guys, more reps going into next season. And even if it's not your young guys, if it's not your, your, your team for next season, if it's an Ollie Gordon type that you don't know if he's going to be back until a couple of days before the game, at least that guy who could be the future of your program gets more reps. There are multiple facets to which bowl, bowl games have worked in college football for decades. This has been the formula and it's never been an issue. And I know things are different now with the transfer portal and NIL, but it's not like every team and every conference is having this issue. Do we have to change the bowl structure because the SEC has players opting out and players entering the transfer portal? This is a problem for the Haves in college football. Listen to this, please. When someone at the when someone at the cooler says, "Man, there is just a big problem with these bowl games. You got a lot of people." Man, I'm a I'm a I'm a Texas fan, so I've been watching a lot of these bowl games. There's just a big problem out there. What I want you to say is the problem is from the halves? It's the teams with the most money. It's the teams with the most prowess. It's the Georgias and the Florida States who didn't make the college football playoff who think their season is over. It's not. If you treat the game the right way, if you're a traditionalist in college football, you're going to love the Big 12 because here we don't ever give the, we don't really give the excuse of, "Uh, you know, our player, our guy could get hurt. You know, he's got a pretty good draft stock. Or, uh, yeah, you know, we had 30 guys enter the transfer portal, so we're going to sit this one out. We probably won't win it. Kansas State went out. Kansas State got ravaged is a word. I don't know if I can use it. They lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal. It was mostly po- mostly somewhat positive attrition. That's the way I put it. I know I'm tiptoeing around Kansas State and their transfer portal situation that I'm still monitoring, but they went out and they won. They didn't make an excuse. They just won. And guess what? The teams that lost, like an Iowa State who lost to Memphis or a UCF who lost to Georgia Tech, their coaches didn't come to the podium and be like, ah, oh, you know. It's the NIL. it's transfer portal, we lost all our guys, we didn't really want to play today. No, that's the rhetoric you get from the haves, the elite teams in college football. The, the have-nots, the teams that are categorized as blue-collar, like those in the Big 12, still take bowl games seriously. I don't have a problem. I, I, I watched more bowl games this year. Than I have in probably the last five seasons. I really got glued to it. And I I've been, I've experienced it. I've been to a sugar bowl between Baylor and Georgia in 2019, where like 35 people showed up. The crowd was terrible. And I thought, there's got we gotta fix it. We gotta change something. There has to be something that we can do to fix bowl games. And now, after watching, I glued to this year's bowl schedule for Big 12 teams. I couldn't help but think there's not a problem with with. With the teams that actually like there are a lot of these teams that are taking bowl games seriously. The true issue is with the halves, the teams that think they're too good for bowl games. I don't, I'm not asking your starting quarterback to go out and tear his ACL. I'm not asking your starting your star running back to end his draft stock or his draft chances, whatever. But I am saying if we stop just looking at the sec and the big 10, if we just, if we stop just looking at the top 10 teams outside, looking into the college football playoff, even looking at a Missouri who took its bowl game seriously, like, look, opt- i sure we had a couple opt-outs. Sure. We had a couple guys who entered the transfer portal. We're still going to play. That's a large portion of college football. So while the elitists, while the, the, those who are screaming to change the game, hate bowls and think they're terrible for college football. And maybe you, li- you listen to this segment, and you think, uh, that's stupid. I think bowl games don't matter. Whatever, man. I-, I, just, I watched enough this year. I watched enough Big 12 bowl games to go, you know what? I don't think there's that big of an issue. We're making something out of nothing because the SEC and the Big Ten aren't happy. Because their players are leaving. And because they're making excuses for why they're losing. Do you notice that? You know some when Big Ten, Big Big 12 teams lose? When Big 12 teams lose, we just lose. It was never uh, opt-outs. No, we didn't really want to be here. No, was a uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl. No, we just lose. But when the SEC loses, though, I promise, it still just means more. You know, we just had guys who didn't want to play. Like, bowl games don't even matter. We should just change the way they do bowl games. No. They matter for teams that actually care about, About the real, pure parts of college football. The parts of college football that I love. You know? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you think we should kill all the bowl games, but I I don't see it. I don't see it. Coming up, hey, I really like the Big 12. Can I I tell you about it for a second? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to win or lose money. Now I can't, I can't tell you that I win money every time at FanDuel, right? That'd be disingenuous. It's not like I can hit every bet, but man, it's fun to do. Somebody goes to the movies for twenty five bucks. Twenty five bucks for you know like a ticket and popcorn and a drink, and that might be a steal for twenty five. What if I took that twenty five? I just put it on Washington's money line. Well, that's what I did. Now I lost it, but I had fun. It's like going to the movies. I spent 25 bucks to watch a great football game with some vested interest. Thanks to FanDuel. And right now, any new customer gets 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose. Live same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. I really like the Big 12 and I really appreciate you. Can I go? Can I be transparent for a second? When I took over Locked On Big 12 on August 7th, I was coming from Locked On Baylor, a relatively small show at the channel. I was lucky in a year to get 150, 200,000 views. Uh, Some individual videos have gotten that with Locked On Big 12. When I took over this podcast, I was biting off more than I could chew. And I didn't know. Look, I, I, I went to Baylor grew up a Baylor fan and I thought, could I root for TCU? Could I root for Texas Tech? And what I found out is there are so many of you that I appreciate so much and that make this conference so much fun. You go to the SEC and you find a lot of college football's elitist. You find a lot of programs that are just made up of, of I don't want to say snobs, but it's not fun. They take the fun out of it as much as they can. And if one fan base can't have more fun than the other, we can't have fun together. No. You go to the Big Ten. Punt. Punt, fumble, punt. Nothing about that to me. None, I've never sat down and watched an entire Big Ten game and thought, huh, that's what's great about college football, right? From the fan bases to the game itself. The Pac 12 is dead. The ACC is going to be non existent in a year. And that leaves to me just the Big 12. That is, again, I'm going to use the word blue collar. And you're a part of that. This. This football season, I had a lot of big goals. I, I like I said, you know, in a year we'd get two hundred thousand views at Locked On Baylor, and I felt great. And then now we've got three videos Locked On Big Twelve that have over hundred thousand alone. Fourteen point seven million YouTube impressions, two point five, two point six now million YouTube views. And not only that, here's the craziest part: the everydayers, those of you who keep coming back, you're insane. By the way. 1.7 million return listeners. Those who just said, I want to keep coming. 150,000 watch hours, 5,600 new subscribers this football season alone. And we're the number 12 American football podcast in Saudi Arabia. Yes. I didn't know what this podcast was going to be. I didn't know the backlash that I would receive taking over. I didn't know if people were going to like me, if they were going to accept me. The fact that I was a Baylor guy, like, oh, he's going to have a Baylor bias, which by the way, I do not. I didn't know how it was going to go. I just kind of jumped into it. And I was so thankful to have the opportunity, but I was hoping that this would be a place where things would go well, and they have. Can I tell you another story? I'm from a town of four thousand four hundred and twenty nine people. I googled it, Valonia, Arkansas. It's jumped by like a thousand so I left, popping over there. The town of Valonia has one stoplight, a McDonald's and a Sonic. The Sonic is closed this week; they're remodeling, and that is the biggest news the town has had in a long time. They do have two dollar Generals though; it makes a lot of sense. Valonia, Arkansas, four thousand four hundred and twenty nine. YouTube impressions this month. 17, 14.7 million. Okay. That number the population of my hometown fits into 14.7 million, 3,300 times that I can't wrap. I can't, my brain doesn't compute that. Like if I try to picture 14.7 million people, that's the amount of people who have scrolled across this podcast. I, I can't, I don't know what that looks like. I, that might I'm not putting it together. Coming from the town of the Valonia Eagles to locked on big 12. And seeing a takeoff like this in one football season makes me a little emotional sometimes. I've got a full-time job. I'm 22 years old. Um, I, I didn't get in this podcast thing all that long ago. I've only been doing it for a couple of years. I guess it's only been around for a few years. But I, I am trying to adjust... Post college, being an adult, hosting a podcast every day, having a separate full time job. I just left my job at ESPN Central Texas. I'm, I'm going through a move right now across the country, which I'll be announcing in the next couple of weeks. I'm so excited to announce. it. just, there's a lot going on. And do you remember, you know, if you're out of college now, maybe you'll remember the time where you graduated college, you looked around and you thought, oh, I'm an adult now. That's tough. I've had nights where it's been, you know, one in the morning and I've just sat down at a computer at this computer with my microphone in hand and thought, This is going to be tough. But the thing that keeps me coming back are not just those numbers, but the people behind those numbers and the people who comment. My mom reads every comment. If it's nasty, she's going to read it to me. And it's going to make me so mad. I I hate reading the nasty comments, but I get it. And you're passionate. And I can only be appreciative of that kind of passion that Big 12 brings. From expansion to the new teams, to the new, new teams, to the irate eight, the whatever you want to call them, the original eight. I just have fun talking about the big 12, what this league is and who it's made up of. I don't think I get that same buzz at like a locked on sec or a locked on big 10. I don't think I'd get that same interaction, that same almost small town feel from a league from listeners that have sent gifts who have wished me happy birthday or, or Merry Christmas or happy new year or happy, whatever. That's the stuff that goes a long way for a real person. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I hold the microphone and I'd speak and those numbers are big. And, but I look, I, you know, I, I'm a real guy. Like I touch myself and this, well, I, whoa, out of context, bad, but like, look, you know, actual human being, I read and see what you guys put out there. And I try to interact when I can. And I just want you to know, I love this job and I really appreciate all of you. And I think I think the Big 12 is the best conference in America based on the people that have embraced me coming into this show in a difficult situation um, who didn't take it out on me and and helped me build a record-breaking show at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And I'm going to keep giving you 100%. That's the one thing I can promise you. When it's 1am and I sit here with a microphone and the, the, the light and everything, I'm still going to give you 100%. That's all I know how to give. And you deserve it. You deserve it. I'm going to keep you in the loop. I know you might be like, oh, clickbait. All right. Yes, sometimes I like you to click on the videos, but I'm never going to make a title where I veer. I'm never going to make a headline or or thumbnail where I veer, where you read it and you think, oh, this is what he's going to talk about. That's what I'm going to talk about. If If the title makes the case, that's the case I'm going to make. It might sound crazy, but I usually have something to back it up. So bear with me. Keep bearing with me. And thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Wasn't that sentimental? Do you like that? Is that good? Should I do that at the end of every show? Like a six minute, like just au revoir. Uh, come back tomorrow. I think we should talk at some point about this EA football game. Don't you? Remember they were going to do the football game and they haven't said anything about the football game. This has been, it always will be. Locked on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Dose Grande.